0: Welcome back to the Homeschooling Made Easy podcast. We are your hosts. Dr. Fred Ray Libran is the creator of the independent homeschool website, courses, and YouTube channel. My name is Karen and I am a current homeschooling mom of six children with a homeschooling YouTube channel called Our House. Welcome. If you would like to submit your questions to be featured on a future show, please email them to homeschoolingpodcast at gmail.com. All right, in this episode, we're gonna talk about how can I help a child that overthinks math problems? So, Dr. Lybrand, what do you think about that? How do you help a child that is just overthinking it when it comes to math?
1: Yeah, Jody Jody mentioned uh, our youngest, Brooks. Sometimes we just have to get him to stand up and go do something else for a while because he is so frustrated with the problem. To, you know yes. like it's like a etch a sketch shake it over your head so you can clear your brain and start over but yes. but to, to answer this question um I don't as we talked about it I don't know what we're talking about so do you have an idea of what overthinking because I can give you are they overthinking an addition problem or these word problems how old's the child what's the context because right. if a child's I- if a child's overthinking two plus two equals four That's a different solution or, or, you know, 172 plus uh, 612. That's a different issue than like a word problem or some complex math game that they're trying to put pieces together. So help me out. What do you think they're talking about?
0: Well, I don't have any other details. Maybe we can talk about both. I know in my experience, With my kids, the times that they do have this problem and they're overthinking it, it is word problems. And then I have to try to show them maybe drawing it out or something else. But maybe you can touch on kind of both scenarios if it's just
1: arithmetic or word problems. Yeah. So, so arithmetic, algebra, any of these things where we're dealing with uh, a math problem, you know, one times x minus two squared, um, you can add sigma, whatever, who cares, you know, equals seven two one Okay. So uh, if you're overthinking that, you're not doing the math right. There should be no actual thinking going on. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when you're doing math, that kind of math, that's why I say math is easier than writing because you're writing, you're making hundreds of decisions in a page, right. words, grammar, all kinds of stuff. It, you're really working your brain. It's quite exciting. Math The only reason you're working, you're bringing math is because you're getting new concepts. If you did the same thing over and over, the same kind of thing, you'd be bored of it in a few days because you mastered it. There's nothing to it. And that's because uh, doing math that way, it's more of a process or an algorithm. So Mm -hmm. you just need to go through the steps. If a child is overthinking just regular math problems, they're not following the steps. That's what's actually going on. So they're confused because the steps are, well, let's just say adding a three column. This is old school. I can't do the core.
0: Common core. <laughs> what do they yeah. call
1: that? What's the Common name?
0: Common core. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, but they that. call it,
1: uh, there's another name for it. And it's just, it's quite strikingly odd. I, I spent some time w- researching that and reading about it. I found a good monolith from University of, I think it was Arizona, Arizona State. That, that basically uncovered what I thought they were up to, which is they're trying to teach younger children to understand the concepts. And so they're making an approach doing just basic problems in a weird way to force them to understand the concept.
0: Right, all the and, regrouping, right? Yeah, and and, it's,
1: and they don't need to understand the concept. They need to know the sequence. So if we have, let's see, we're adding um, two numbers that are three digits, okay? Okay. So, so pretty much what you do is you start on the right step one and you add those two numbers. That's step one, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. You follow
1: me? And yes. that adds up to a number. And if it's nine or less, you put that down there. If it's uh, 10 or above, you put the second number like 10, you put the zero and you carry. Remember that? Carry yes. the one. This is really old school. And <laughs> then you add up that column of the one and the next two numbers. And again, the sequence is whatever that adds up to nine or less, you put it down there. If it's a 10 or above, you put the second number in and carry that one, then add them up and write that full number down. That's just a process. You know, It's kind of like an algorithm in your brain. It's a sequence. It's just you're going through the steps of the process. So if you're overthinking that stuff, your child doesn't actually understand the steps. And if you want to make it really clear write them out write the steps out and that'd be for algebra or whatever the sequence of how you do uh the algebra even even you know if you want to isolate something even there it's a stead sometimes something equals something Well, you want to get one number you know like 200 x equals 70 well you multiply the you know 200 times one i mean yeah, you know, one over 200, the reciprocal, that makes it one. So it moves it to the other side. So it's going to be whatever that number was over the 200. I know this, I'm going too fast, but it's just a sequence. It's a process. And when they understand those processes of how you solve that problem, there's no thinking involved. There's no need for any thinking involved. There's just simply follow the process and then check your work, show your work and check your work. All the process, show your work, check your work. All the process, show your work, check your work. It'll help up your brain. That's great. But that's what that is. So if you're overthinking that stuff, uh, you shouldn't be thinking. They shouldn't be thinking, not the what we mean by thinking, right? You should be clarifying the process.
0: So could there be then two pitfalls, maybe not knowing the language, which we talk about as the math facts, or not being able to comprehend reading you know, because we do it the self taught way, reading the instructions in the Saxon math. Well, right? yeah. So
1: if we go to, um, are you going to the word problem now?
0: Well, same, I mean, just learning how to do the steps, learning how to do the right. process, right? Right. They so can't every, yeah, it. every
1: different math thing has some process to it. It's a sequence of steps. That's all there is to it. I'm not talking about word problems, you know, right. two trains and all the rest. But yeah, and all these other things, it's just a sequence. And what is what we mean by saying, now, how does this work? How do we do this? How means step, 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 step. Like, now, how do we make um, uh, 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 taquitos? How do we do that again? <laughs> right? So right. how do you do it? So, so tell me. Or, or you, tell me something. Do you know how to make them?
0: Yeah, you roll up the tortillas and you deep fry them. Right. Or you so, put your filling well, well, in you first. Well, make, you make yeah. the innards,
1: whatever yeah. you're putting in there and then you roll them up tight and do you seal it or just fry? Them? you put anything yeah. on them? Well,
0: I use a toothpick to, to okay. keep it closed. Those are yeah. steps.
1: So we, we make the stuff, we put a certain amount in there, two spoons, three, whatever it is, roll it up tight, pop a toothpick through it and fry it. And then frying requires a certain amount of time, which is yes. you fry it either for amount of time and a heat or until it turns a certain color. You know, golden brown or something like that, right?
0: Yes, yes. Blah, blah
1: blah blah blah. That's what a recipe is. So that kind of math is all a recipe thing. And if you don't understand uh, the sequence, of the recipe, you're in trouble.
0: Or what a tortilla is. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. And if you don't know, you know, what you're looking at, what is this symbol, you know, or what? What does it mean that this little bitty number is to the upper right of a letter, you know, like yes. x to the cubed right? So if you don't know that vocabulary, you got to learn that. But from there, it's always going to be a matter of following the sequence.
0: True. Yes, that makes sense. So, so how is it different with word problems?
1: Well, word problems. Um, word problems, usually when people um, uh, have a problem with you know sentences and words and concepts and all because they're they're throwing elements at you what we tend to do in overthinking is we there are two ways to say it one is we get into obsessive detail Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so obsessive detail is not helpful so two trains are approaching each other one's going 60 miles an hour one's going 40 miles an hour they're um 12 miles out from reaching each other and they're going north and south. And then you're worried about whether they're burning wood, charcoal, steam engine, uh, oil. Those are not right. relevant. It's just <laughs> obsessive detail. You know, yeah. it's not relevant. The other way to say it, the way I like to say it, is you're over-complexificating things. Nice. So, yeah, so I had to make up a word for my engineer <laughs> friends because that's <laughs> what they do. You over <laughs> it. Yeah. And um there there's an engineering firm in, in Austin that now tells every other engineer don't overcomplexificate. You know, <laughs> so they've got it in their vocabulary. And 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 here's what's going on. What you want to do is back up and look at the overall shape and pattern of what the pieces are. So in and, and it's very, very, very similar. In fact, it may be identical to how you interpret or make sense of a sentence or a paragraph. So what you're trying to do is look at the relevant pieces. So in that example, um, the relevant uh, pieces are, um, it doesn't really, train is not exactly relevant. You can write that down, but it could be, you know, to Flintstones cars for all, whatever you call those little kids cars, you know? yeah. It could be regular cars. It could be a couple of birds flying. It could be, you can substitute anything because what's relevant is like speed, direction, you know, this is a rate time, time equals, uh, yeah, distance. So we've got a, we've got a game going on between direction and distance and speed. Those are the issues, you know, and, and maybe where the meet point, you know, the meeting point is something like that. So, so how do you do that? One, you mentioned a moment ago, one of the greatest things to do is try to draw something that represents what you're looking at. I remember the kids were doing this. It was a train thing and they were stumped one day and they asked for my help, which they hate to do because I waste their time because I make them teach me (laughs) math, you know, but I I was in a good mood. So I, I sat there and I read it to them and they had stuck in their mind that they're both coming at each other. But when I drew it, it was actually one was coming like from the North and one from the East or something like that. So when we drew it out, you could see the problem much clearer than what they were uh, imagining it was about. So if you can draw it, you know, if we had a live example, um, I could show you what I mean. But if you can can turn it into a visual thing, it just forces your brain kind of to be a little more holistic. So you're using language, kind of the more left-ish thingy in terms of analysis. And then you're using the more right brain-ish thing where you're looking at the whole picture, which is part of the trick. And so you're integrating your whole thinking process. So if you can get your child to draw a picture, that's great. The other thing is to separate out the pieces. What are the important pieces here? And as soon as they can separate, separate the important pieces, then the only question is how do these pieces relate to each other? right?
0: The links, uh, like your yeah. reading course. Yeah. It's,
1: it's the exact same thing. It's exactly what it is. It's, uh, it's understanding the pieces and then figuring out how these pieces relate to each other. You know, what are their relationships? And then technically to bar from the reading course, not to ruin it for everybody, but then you can get a child who can't normally reason logically, meaning they're probably 12 and under ish. Yes. Um, If you can get them to work through time, you know, how does this progress through time? So you can literally run that experiment. So if this train does this and this train does this, you can pretty quickly tell uh, what the logic of the problem is without talking logic. So I'd say, you know, you want to break it down into the most important pieces and then look at how do they relate to each other and then what happens with any problem it's still you're getting to a conclusion so it's got to be some kind of movement through time right does that make sense
0: the sequence yes
1: yeah so we we probably should have uh had one that would and uh, and
0: then trying to weed out the unnecessary details because sometimes they're thrown in there to confuse you right yeah
1: no that's exactly that's the trick that you're imposing stuff you're making up stuff that's uh that's there you know so yeah. like when when you when your neighbor um you wave at your neighbor and your neighbor doesn't wave back well, What right. do you include
0: you' are you're, you're telling yourself a story like yep. in your emotions and, and the story
1: is they're mad at me, they hate me they say I left my trash can out an extra day, I know they're mad at me <laughs> and, and look, yeah. it could be maybe they don't see you. I did that in college. You (laughs) wave at me and I'd look at them because I was, my eyes were going. I didn't have glasses yet or contacts. And I finally figured it out, but it was like, sorry, between my stigmatism and my lack of it, I can't tell who you are. It's like, Yeah. yeah. So you don't, if they're not waving back, they may not have seen you could have been far enough distance that maybe they're mad at you. Um, maybe, uh, they, they've got a little crisis going on so they can't uh, uh, think about it in the moment. Uh, it could be any of a number of things. Right. And so when you look at a math problem and you start assuming things about what they're trying to do, try to say to you, et cetera, uh, you're in trouble. Sometimes you miss it. So for example, what kind of lights were on the ark, Noah's ark? What kind of lights did he use?
0: You're going to say floodlights.
1: Right. Yeah. So, so you don't want to overcomplicate it like, well, lamps and what would they have had back then and all the rest you get, hey, it's a joke. So yeah. what's Noah's about? It's about flood. And so it's floodlights, right? Yeah. Something like that. So you don't want to overcomplexificate things or overthink it. So when your child is overthinking it, I can almost guarantee you they're obsessed on some piece of it that is either not relevant or it's out of order. They shouldn't be focused on that yet. We just okay. need the overall uh, story, right? We need the right. overall, what's. what are the important pieces of this problem, how do they relate, and then how do they affect each other on the way to the conclusion?
0: That sounds good to me, yeah, that's great. Work for me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I, that uh, is- by the way, I didn't take any. Um, I took math in college. I had one pre-calculus course, and I took no more math because I was in uh, liberal arts. So that was all that was required. And then on my law school admissions test, the L the LSAT,
0: uh-huh. I
1: missed I miss no math problems. Wow. So in part of that, I may have a chip for it, but I had a really good background in the private school I went to on mathematics. But more than anything, I learned how to think about these problems, which is much more the issue. It's your philosophy of how you solve problems. And, and I don't want moms and dads to miss this point. It is important for your child to struggle with it. Because if they struggle with these problems and then figure it out, besides the dopamine hit they get, victory, I won.
0: Yes. they
1: are working out their philosophy of how do these problems work. What do you do about these problems? And, and what we commonly do, like there's a story of a, of a 18-wheeler that got stuck under an underpass. It was too tall, some smaller underpass was stuck and they had the cranes out and everything trying to figure it out, how to get it unstuck. Until a little boy on a bicycle came by and said, why don't you let the air out of the tires? <laughs> right?
0: Genius, yes.
1: Yeah. So, so they were looking at the problem of it's stuck. We can't move the bridge. How do we drag it out? It got in there and the little boy having a bike and tires. He was actually just thinking, how do we lower the truck? And that's actually the way you think about it. How can we lower the truck, not raise the bridge? Right, right. Yeah, so it's a it's a thinking process. And so they need to work out their own philosophy of how do you solve these word problems. And then the word problems turn into all kinds of other problems. Like, how are we going to fit this many wedding guests into this room someday? (laughs)
0: That's
1: still a word problem. That's a math problem. Yes, it
0: is. So let them struggle. It's okay if they struggle and, and figure it out. That's the whole beauty of uh, self taught math, right? But explain this to them like you're explaining to us the whole pieces, links, sequence, right. all of that.
1: Right. Well, bear in mind education, learning requires two things. Have I told you this before?
0: I don't think so.
1: Number one curiosity.
0: Yes, very true.
1: How does this work? What's, what's happening next when they're reading, whatever else? So you need curiosity. And number two, frustration. <laughs> that's, all, that's all learning is going to involve real learning. When you learn, it's going to be curiosity and frustration. Because frustration is you're not grasping it yet. You're not putting it together. You're in process trying to learn. You can't know instantly. Uh, and, and you're going to make some missteps and trying to piece it together. So if you can learn to keep your curiosity up, uh, and, and that can be different things. How fast can I read it? How fast can I do these? How, you know, I it could be any kind of curiosity. What's yes. the answer in both math problems and then uh, learn to tolerate the frustration that's involved in learning. A lot of life is learning to tolerate frustration. Sorry, that's how it goes.
0: Yes. Uh, resistance, right? right? That's another word right. that you could use.
1: And, and, and then from there, just to recap, simply have your child start looking at what are the key elements the most important things you could say it that way in this problem what are the pieces what are the really most important pieces the train the speed the whatever it doesn't have to be thing it could be you know it can be time but what are the pieces and how do they relate towards the conclusion the answer and if you approach that in your reading you approach uh, your word problems which is reading. Um, you're you're going to find that they're going to be able to work it through and make sense of it. Now, what I would recommend is after they've solved it, you'd be wise to get them periodically to explain how they solved a word problem. And if they don't solve it and get the answer and then have to go back and work it, if they can express and explain it to you, they understand it. If anybody says to you, I understand it, I just can't explain it, have you ever mm-hmm. done that? You've seen people that are kind of, they say a bunch of confusing stuff and then they yes. go, oh, I understand it, but I can't explain it.
0: Yes. So they don't understand it. <laughs> I, well, here's,
1: here's what I think. I think you're getting a very clear communication of how confused their brain is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Believe them what they tell you. <laughs> right.
1: So, yeah, if you, Wittgenstein uh, said, more or less language, he was a logician, linguist, logician type, he basically said, if you can't say it, you don't know it. And I think that generally holds up. Maybe not on love or why sunset's beautiful. Maybe you can't express, you know, esoteric, ethereal, um, aesthetic, emotive things. But we're talking math. We're yeah. talking <laughs> written words. Yes. So don't so let them scam great. you. Yeah.
0: So yeah, if they can teach it, you know, like the oral learning, uh, thing in Robinson curriculum, maybe explain it in an empty room or even better, maybe to a sibling, right? Who's,
1: I think that's great. And that's another way to go. Just start explaining out loud. That's kind of like drawing it. So, so just talking out loud. Okay. Let's think about this. I got two trains. They're going certain speeds. We're trying to figure out when they're going to meet each other on different tracks, hopefully. Um, and, uh, you know, what's left? Oh, one's accelerating uh, uh, by 10% every mile and it's got five miles left. Uh-oh, so I've got to get that in there and you talk it out loud and and going through that process still is letting you get to the relevant point. So it's not only speed but acceleration. You know, it might be a little more advanced but you get the idea.
0: Yes, perfect. So those are great tips on how to help a child that overthinks math problems. If you have any questions you'd like us to address on the show, please email them at podcast at gmail.com.